The You Should Know podcast is a product of Creative Element, the digital marketing experts in the Midwest. This podcast is focused around the people, things, and practices you should know in the world of digital marketing and business. We will explore various digital marketing and business topics in an interview style to create actionable takeaways for you to implement, delegate, or ponder upon, as well as getting to know the people behind the businesses a little better. So today we have the pleasure of speaking with Courtney McGann. She's our longest tenured employee and became a partner of Creative Element a couple of years ago. And uh, so we're going to know her a little bit today. So Courtney, kind of introduce yourself. Um, where are you from? Has Omaha always been home? What's your story? Heyo, I am Courtney McGann. I'm head of copy and social media here at Creative Element. It's been about seven years. Yeah, I'm not originally from Omaha, but I definitely call it home. It's where I've grown up. It's where I've spent most of my life, and I do love it here. So I'll probably spend the rest of the most of my life here. <laughs> so uh, did you end up going to school here? Yeah, I went to UNO here. So when, w- what point do you think it was that, that you knew you wanted to go into marketing as a career? Um, it didn't really happen that way for me. I kind of stumbled um, bass backwards, as they would say, into marketing. Um, I was in school and my sister had started this company and she knew that I was a good writer. So I started as just a contract copywriter there. And before we knew it, the business was kind of taking off. And um, instead of going out to look for other writers, which as we know are very hard to find, she offered me a job and I took it. And so that's how I got into marketing. So that was your your first job in marketing in general? or Again, the first one had an, a marketing element to it. It was called Travel Blog Exchange. So way, way back then, we're talking like over a decade ago, um, travel bloggers, vloggers, and videographers were kind of this new thing in the space, and they didn't really have uh, a place to come together. So these conferences that we did um, – I think it was two in the U.S. and then one in Europe each year, um, gave these people a space to come together and learn together and uh, get a lot more opportunities. Oh, and you, I know you love to travel, so that probably was a perk too, right? Oh, yeah. That was definitely nice while it lasted. (laughs) So uh, seven years at at KE, um, you've, you've done a lot of different things here over the years. Uh, do you have a favorite client story or something that stands out that you're really proud of? You know, I was thinking about this one quite a bit, and there are a few of them. But I guess the one I'm going to go with is the one where I feel like I learned and grew the most. Um, I don't know if I should say the company, but it was um, they were a large staffing firm, larger than I thought we could handle at the time, larger than I thought I could handle at the time. Um, but then once we got into it, it was kind of like, how do you eat an elephant? one bite at a time. So we came up with a strategy that worked and um, we just, I ended up learning a lot about myself in that, you know, don't count yourself out of the race. Yeah. And I I know I've always pushed you and and tried to get you to do things that are probably a little bit outside your comfort zone, but um, I think that one worked out well. I don't know who you're talking about. Um, And yeah, they grew exponentially. I mean, it's a $200 million staffing firm. Yeah. Um, 50 locations so yeah it was a it was a good learning experience for for all of us I mean at that point we had I mean I remember we were in suite 420 at the Mastercraft building oh that little tiny one yeah oh wow 
or we were right across the hall from the studio. Um, yeah, so it was, oh, it, four of us, five of us. Yeah, that sounds about right. At that time. So it was daunting uh, for sure at that time. So so what do you like about working with multiple brands at a, on a regular basis? Exactly that. <laughs> um, I can always be, no day is exactly the same. No week is exactly the same. No month is exactly the same. Um, while we do have excellent client retention, I'm part of the onboarding team, I guess you could call us. It's kind of informal, but... Um, so I onboard a lot of the new clients and um, help them get adjusted with, you know, their external marketing team. Um, so, yeah, I've learned a lot about a lot of different industries. Um, some people, when they come to us, especially in maybe a more technical field, uh, they're, they're curious about how we can speak on an expert level on behalf of them and get their messaging down and their jargon down. And um, for me and our team, that's never, ever an issue. Yeah, it might, It's exactly what we're very, very good at. One of my favorite things when a client or a, or a prospect comes to us and says, well, we're, we're, our industry is different. And I, it's always funny because it's, yeah, you're different. Just like every other one is different. Exactly. I just nod my head and smile. Um, but yeah, learning learning how to speak as different companies and, and having the strategy around to, to ask how they want to be uh, heard is, I think, something one of your one of your really really good strengths. So again, seven years at Creative, uh, it's been quite a ride. I think um, a couple of acquisitions, things have changed. I don't know, fifteen thousand different offices now. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, uh, different operating <laughs> systems, different scheduling platforms, different project management aspects. So what's it been like growing with Creative Element um, over the years? What has changed? What's been your what's been a, a spot that has stood out to you? Um, I would definitely say and I'm, I realize this is tooting my own horn, but I would definitely say the social media department. When I got here, it didn't really have a lot of oversight. It kind of felt like social media happened because your video clients wanted it. And so I was like, oh, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> and, um, you know, since that year one, we've become what I would say is the best social media marketing company in Omaha, for sure. What have been some of those growing points uh, to you? Something that anything that stood out that um, was a big driver to that change other than your awesomeness? <laughs> well, my awesomeness, number one. Um, number two, the team. You know, I think it's been said a million times, the hardest thing about, um, you know, running a company or an organization is finding good help. And that is just incredibly true. Um, you can find anyone that can do social media, that can, you know, quote unquote, do social media. Um, but you, you don't find a lot of people who actually care about the work they're doing. Um, who have a standard that's up to snuff with creative element standards and has a positive attitude. Because, you know, I mean, we spend, obviously we work remotely, but um, we are, you know, extremely collaborative and we meet all the time, um, at least three times a week, uh, that's minimum. But being around people that you actually care to be around <laughs> makes a lot of difference in your environment and your attitude and even the work you put out. So I was joking about the 15,000 offices, but uh, just kind of going through and thinking through, um, this is our first 
uh, podcast recording that we're doing in our in our new office. And Courtney alluded to working remote. And uh, by the time this one releases in a couple of weeks, uh, we'll post it out there and and stated on on Facebook that we kind of leaned into working remote over the last year. And March thirteenth of twenty twenty was our last full day everybody having uh, an office and it was actually one of our KE fun days we had a, a half day meeting before going out and doing some blacksmithing and lunch stuff you know from that point on we we tried to come back into the office in and I want to say it was June or July and then we had somebody else test positive and and then we went uh, remote again and, and haven't been back uh, we've come together for a couple of meetings here and there but we haven't had the entire team together in over a year now and it has worked. And so we, we kind of leaned into that and we've even onboarded a couple of new staff members, even remote, that have never worked together. And so you know, that's one of the biggest changes I think going forward is that uh, we've proven that that can work in the collaborativeness and uh, of using tools like Zoom and others to do that. But I don't think it would have been possible had you not had the process procedures in place uh, with the social team to help build that. So that's kudos to you. And well, thank you. I love working from home so much. I would have done anything in the absolute world to make it happen. <laughs> uh, so what does a typical day in the life look like for you? How do you plan your to-dos? How do you get it all done? At Creative Element, while we always love project work, love it, love it, love it, keep it coming, um, our number one is our recurring clients. They're the people that we work with every single day, week, month. The longest standing client I work with, I believe, has been here six years. And that's just the one I work with. We've had clients stay longer than that even. So um, so on a daily basis, I might work on uh, the social content for, let's say, four of my clients. I might knock out a blog post, uh, proof somebody else's work, sit in on a meeting or two. I love the fact that I... Now that we're out of the office, I swear I have a ton more time to get through webinars and podcasts and newsletters and blog posts that all um, just help us get better. It's kind of like how we do continuing education here, listening to those um, conference sessions and stuff like that. So those are those have become a lot, a lot more prevalent in my in my daily to do's. So what kind of what tool do you use to manage your to do's? Ooh, Todoist is my absolute favorite thing to use. It's fantastic. Um, so in social media management, there are a ton of little tiny tasks that you have to do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Keeping track of them all is tough, especially when you have – right now I'm at nine clients that I'm the account manager for who I oversee. Um and then, you know, those clients might send you, oh, it's Katie's birthday next week. I want to mention that. We have an employee of the month. I saw this article that I'd like. Um, and then as a team, we send each other information that we know would help, would be helpful in their content. So there are a lot of moving parts. Todoist makes it really easy to stay on top of every single one of those. Something we didn't touch on, but you you've, you've uh, jumped around on it. Uh, you coined the kind of coined the phrase first it was the three pillars and then it became the four pillars of social management mm-hmm. um, and you're talking about how people every anybody can just do social anybody can hop onto Facebook and create a post and post it um, and that one of my favorite things whenever somebody comes and says well my niece you know it's she, always the niece too yeah, it's always sometimes daughter but usually it's a niece yeah. um, 
So what are the four pillars and why did why do you think those are important? So we actually did last month's KE newsletter on the four pillars of social media management because Zach just finished a really cool video on them. Um, so you should definitely sign up for our newsletter. Check us out on YouTube. There's a lot of helpful information there. But the four pillars of social media management are growth, engagement, content, and paid ads management. And so we take a very holistic approach to social media management. Uh, I find that you can't really just dig into one, two, or even three of those and move the needle the way that um, just about every social media outlet has monetized puts a huge barrier between the business and the consumer. Um, So if you don't have a strategy behind good content and you're willing to pay for it, it's, you know, it's not even worth it. (laughs) Yeah, it is definitely the, if a tree fell in the forest and nobody was there to hear it, would it make a sound, right? Right, and I think a lot more people are understanding that whether you're in charge of it or not, you have a brand online, you have a presence, you have, you know, a foot forward. Um, it's, It's best to be in charge of that. You said that one of the hardest things about this industry is finding good people. What do you think it takes to be successful in this industry? I mean, honestly, the number one thing is you have to care. So we work with mostly small local businesses, and this is their livelihood. This is how they, you know, pay their bills. This is how they pay their mortgage. So um, unless you actually give a hoot, I promised James I wouldn't curse on the podcast. (laughs) Um, It doesn't work. And I've always said, like, if you have the right attitude, I can teach you the skill set. That's not a problem. But yeah, attitude first, for sure. Yeah. And you said you can teach, but I mean, there has to be like, you wouldn't want me to be a writer. here. Oh, God, no. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, I have been there. There are exceptions to that rule. One I can think of, you know, she had... A, a great attitude, and she was pleasant to be around, and I do think she cared. Um, but it was it was one in seven years that didn't exactly cut the mustard. Yeah, and our I mean our interview process here has changed over over the years, and you bu- you developed an assessment tool that helped weed out a lot of those that uh, probably wouldn't be able to make it. But having I would say peer accountability here has been huge because you're not a helicopter boss, I'm not a helicopter boss. So you have to be able to, to handle it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember early on, you know, uh, you were, you got famous for saying, Google "I was a broken that. record." <laughs> Google it. Uh, or hey, have you Googled it? Yeah. If you go up on the end, it's not as bratty. Condescending. <laughs> yeah. So how do you, how do you think your role has changed, or um, what have you liked about kind of managing more of those people? And being uh, in charge of that versus, um, I, I realize you, you manage nine accounts still, but kind of shifting that and helping others grow. Um, it's definitely been a learning experience. I never set out to be a manager or uh, manage people. I didn't think that it was, I, I had never really given it much thought. I'll just put it that way. Um, and then it kind of naturally happened with me and the social and copy team. And I have to say, I really loved it. Um, and it, you know, it definitely helps that we have a strong team with great attitudes and everyone's willing to help each other. Um, so, yeah, I love it. So if, if somebody wanted to make a change or they haven't yet decided that what they want to do with their life, uh, what do you think that they should start working on now 
uh, or they need to do to be best prepared to have a career in marketing, and specifically, I guess, digital marketing. Mm-hmm. So what's kind of great about digital marketing, and honestly, a, a lot of career fields now, is that all the information is out there. You can take uh, Facebook blueprint classes that for completely free, guide you through everything you need to know about Facebook. You can take Google Analytics courses. They're everywhere. Um, You can, you know, dabble in coding. You can, all of this information is out there for little or no cost at all. So if you are interested in it, get some of those courses under your belt. That's the easiest thing that you can do to prove to whomever you, you know, are sort of vetting as a employer that you're serious about it and you're willing to grow. Yeah, because over the last year, how many, how many different, uh, you mentioned webinars and, and things like that, how many different webinars and, and uh, podcasts and things have you looked at even, uh, even after being here for seven years to learn more? Oh, I mean, right now I probably do two or three webinars slash conference sessions slash podcasts slash whatever it might be to keep us all up to snuff. And then, you know, when we hit on one that has some great advice, we just share it with the team. Yeah. So if somebody wanted to work with you specifically um, or get uh, involved with creative element, how would they go about doing that? How would they contact you? Oh, there are a number of ways. Um, Courtney at kedigital.com. Uh, info at kedigital.com gets us all. You can give us a call to uh, 402-557-5894. Um, we're pretty fantastic at answering the phone. Very good at that. All right. Well, thank you, Courtney, for sitting in the hot seat and getting through these uh, questions I um, tasked you with. So hopefully it wasn't too painful. No, this was fun. Um, until next time. Thank you. Thank you.